Most people make offers and they want to get to a yes, and yes is a kiss of death. We want no, 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 constantly. And once you understand that no is actually where the money is made, then you're going to make a lot more money by understanding that. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I'm Marco Kozlowski, your almost fearless leader with my two compadres, brothers from another mother that are here in Orlando at my studio, Gabriel Araish and Francesco Galuccio. And of course, this is Big Fat Real Estate Checks, where we talk about how you can build your wealth, build your cash flow without using any of your own money, using tools and skills that you can hone over time. And the faster you build your skills, the more wealth you create, specifically in these hyperinflationary times where inflation will automatically make you wealthy. We have a podcast on this. If you haven't listened to it, listen to that one. If you have not listened to our first 10 episodes, make sure you do that because it describes how asset-based lending works and how you don't need your own money in order to buy assets as long as you buy them at the right price, which takes skill. And definitely like to teach you how to do that. So boys, gentlemen, men, today we're going to be discussing what exactly? What is the topic of today? How owner financing could be a trap. Owner financing is a trap. Ooh, I like it. So who wants to start off that conversation? I can start off that. Of course you will, Frank. I can start off that. Well... Like anything else, oh, actually, a few episodes ago, we did talk about other traps, but this is a, not a unique one. It's actually a very common one. So if you're in this industry looking for properties, yeah, many sellers are, they'll offer very attractive terms. Let's call it that because it's not only just owner financing. It could be other terms that they put in there to, it's almost like a disguise. Where Do you want to maybe it, explain what owner financing is to maybe someone who's kind of new to this? Absolutely. So, so, what, is, take so back, they, what is owner financing? Owner financing yeah, is when the owner finances uh, the purchase price. So just say, let, let's or give an example. Just say owner selling a property for a million dollars and what they do to put bait on their lure or on their fishing rod for that matter is they say hey you know what with only 10 percent down or 20 percent down or 25 whatever that thing is i'll finance just say i'm the owner of that property i'm selling it for a million i'll say with 25 percent down or 10 percent down you can have this property i'll be the bank you'll be the bank as the owner yep as the owner Mm-hmm. Yes. Sounds sexy, right? Oh, shit. Or less than the bank will take. I'll take but, 5% I, down. Like, And I'll lease option this to you. And then in three years from now, you can buy it. And it's only a million dollars. The so, whole idea here is that you want to come in with the least amount of money into your deal, right? The idea is, is if you can come in with zero down, that would be your ideal situation. And owner financing is a tool that's used in order to be able to, I guess, get you there, possibly. But... Getting you there could be a trap, and I guess that's what we want to cover today. It is, because you know what? They know that. So most sellers, a lot of sellers, they know that that's a trap that's going to attract other people, so that's why they put it out there. Yes, owner finance is good for to reach the end goal where you're putting no money or little money out of your pocket, but they do that because they know they're going to lure people in there and say, shit, I only have... Some of them are zero down. Zero down. Like, you know what? We'll finance the whole thing. They make it look attractive. You know what? We'll finance it. You just get into it because they want to get out of the shithole out of that property and the operations and they'll finance everything. And maybe they know deep down in their hearts that you're going to default somehow because it is a piece of shit or it's not operating well and they know they're going to get that property back eventually, right? The car business does this very well. Yeah. You walk into a car dealer, say, what do you want your monthly payment to be? And then you give them a monthly payment and then you're paying 
10, 20, $30,000 more than the car is actually worth because they're selling you on monthly payment, they're not selling you on actual value and then your car is actually upside down. So many people have been caught with that. And what do you want your payments to be? It doesn't matter. I want the best value for the car. So, and that's really the topic that we need to discuss is if you see owner financing, shit, I'll sell a property owner financing and sell it for 20, 30, 40, even 50% more than it's worth because I'm giving terms. So because I'm doing you a favor, I want more money. And is that really how you wanna buy property? And if you want the best possible deal, you have to position yourself as a buyer that has the ability to close quickly, right? And we have whole processes and it's actually a very extensive process. So if you're a complete beginner, and don't have two pennies to rub together, you can position yourself like a, an absolute strong buyer just by how you communicate. And that's a big part of our program is exactly how to do that, is how to communicate effectively financial dominance, even if you're broke. So as a buyer and you're looking at owner financing, the people that are looking for owner financing generally are broke which means that you're not going to get the best possible deal for this conversation if you're starting off the conversation with owner financing. And I'm not saying that we can't have the conversation, right? And that's, that's right. the key. Timing. So it's the timing on mm. when you discuss owner financing. So initially, like exactly what you said, you want to come from a cash perspective that we're not using their owner financing, but that may be an alternative later on as you negotiate the price to revisit that say, hey, you offer the owner financing. Once you go through that process to get to a certain point, then you introduce it again. So Gabe, can you explain that? Because if I'm a first time listener and I hear Frank say that, or me say that, exactly well, the same thing, which you're right, is, well, you're supposed to do this once you get to an impasse. So Gabe, can you explain kind of the- The process to get A there? little bit, just the short version, not the Frank version. <laughs> I'll give you the long version. <laughs> well, clearly you want to attack one item at a time and the one thing you want to talk about first is price because that's what matters to you. You're basing this on a value. The property has a certain worth. You want to buy it at a discount. That's the whole process here. So in order to get at a discount, you're not going to pay them what they're asking. You have to work on that price. So positioning yourself as someone who doesn't need their owner financing is the first step. So, you know, I'm glad you're offering the owner financing, but you know what? We don't need it. We have cash available. We just want to buy it outright. What's the price for cash? And you want to bring it down. So that's kind of, the, I guess, the gist of it, where you want to start negotiating on that number. Now, obviously, the idea here is that your number is a number that they're never going to be willing to come to. But if you can get it down and lower and closer to that number that you want, then what you've done is you kind of close the gap a little bit, right? And then from there, once you can't reach an agreement because your price is lower than they're willing to accept and their price is higher than you're willing to pay, that's when the timing comes in. Scroll through our uh, podcast list and it's called the magic of the impasse, which is what you're describing. So the impasse is where the money is made. So listen to that podcast, enlighten you as to why we never actually want to get to a yes. Because most people make offers and they want to get to a yes. And yes is a kiss of death. We want no, no, no constantly. And once you understand that no is actually where the money is made, then you're going to make a lot more money by understanding that. So sorry to interrupt. That's okay. I mean, and that's what it is. When you reach the impasse, that's when now you can start discussing potential terms, owner financing or other terms that will make your deal even more attractive and or where you can come in with no money down or as low as possible down. This is why we discussed in the prior podcast that this is where the magic happens is at the impasse. Yeah, and I just wanted to add to that when you're saying cash, I just want the listeners to know when you imply you're a cash buyer, what's that telling to the seller is that you're coming with 
pretty much no contingencies because a lot of buyers they do come with they negotiate the price but they're coming with contingencies whether it's contingency on financing on getting a qualified loan and some of them i've seen on agreements where the contingency is is not only that we get a loan we want to see if we can get a loan and it's got to be under five percent and it's got to be a 25-year amortization so that could be a contingency so cash when you portray yourself as a cash buyer what that's telling the seller is we come with no strings attached and for that reason we're going to be lower because there's no ifs and buts it's this is what it is we're taking more risk yeah. basically it's but what if i don't have cash frank because if i'm the listener here well i don't have cash i can't tell him i have i can buy this cash you may not have cash in your pocket but everyone's got access to cash you just got to know where to look and again with marco's process you have access to cash it doesn't have to be yours also and if you're buying a property with a lender does the seller care where the cash is coming from if it's coming from a lender or coming from you no what do they care as long as listen when all the dust settles in the end that's what the seller's going to look at how much is in their pocket when the dust settles exactly all right so having cat a lot of i didn't have the cash but I got access to cash and that opens up. Listen, most people know one way of getting cash. It's like you work, you save, and that's the yeah. cash you're using, but you don't have to use your cash because you know what? You're gonna run out of your own cash, even if you do use your cash, All right? With this is you get access to cash only if the numbers make sense. And that's basically this whole podcast as well is, is buying assets at a discount and for that reason, because we're offering the cash. But you can always, once you hit that impasse, what Gabe was saying, once you hit that impasse, then you come up with, again, I don't wanna go through the whole process, but then you come up with a solution based on the data that you receive from the seller. And then you re may revisit that owner financing at the end. So to give a quick example of this, so Frank is owner financing his property, let's call it a mobile home park, hotel, whatever. He wants a certain price, I say, no, I'm gonna buy it for a lot less. He says, I'm not buying for this. And then we start playing a game and he's at a number, let's call it 5 million and I'm at 3 million. And the thing is worth, let's say 8 million. And he says, Marco, I need 5 million or fuck off. And I'm like, it's not gonna happen. And I'm at 3 million and he's like, never gonna happen. You gotta get out of here. And he advertised his park at 10 million, you know, so with owner financing. financing. And I got him down to five. Everyone clear? So I got him down way down. And then I come back to him at that point. Once he knows I'm at three, he says, if I don't get five, I'm not interested. He advertised for owner financing. Now that I've got him down, I say, okay, Frank, you want five. I'm ready to write a check for three because of the numbers that I see based on actuals that are there and you're selling on future value. I know you asked for 10, but this thing is not even worth even close to that, blah, 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 blah. We have this conversation and he's at five, I'm at three. So we have an impasse. I know why he's selling. He just wants to get the hell out of there. I say, listen, now the only way that you're gonna get five is if we go back to your owner financing issue. So now I'm owner financing based on a $5 million purchase versus 10. So we started with owner financing. We said, absolutely not. I'm going to write a check, get him all the way down to the actual, his bottom line, which is five. He might owe five. He just wants out from underneath the loan. I say, Frank, no way. I'm going to write you a check for five million all cash. Not going to happen. If your objective is to get out from underneath the loan since you owe five, I'll just take over your debt. Get the hell out of here. I'll cover the closing cost. And that's, and that's basically the big idea. Even the seller, and sometimes they offer owner financing because they don't know what to do with their capital later on. Like, okay, I'm selling the property, maybe they're retiring, and it can actually be a benefit to them or you can portray it into a benefit to them. Say, hey man, once you reach an impasse, that is. Yes. Say, listen, we know for all cash, our numbers, are, we're not aligned on the price, but we can get you closer to what you're looking for. We'll give you a little bit now, a little bit later, get your money to work for you too. So they may be more acceptance of that saying okay you know what i didn't think of that me putting three million or five or four million even a million 
into a bank account is not going to make much, but these guys are going to hold it for a bit. I'm going to have their security on it and they'll make a little bit of scratch on the side without even operating the property. And some of them don't yeah. make any money. Some of them only yield three, four percent on their property because they're not optimizing it. And if you give them three percent, they're like, shit, three percent. I'm making I wasn't even making three percent or close to three percent. And I'm not operating the business. I'll keep my money tied up for two, three years or whatever until we optimize and refinance later on and cash them out. Or if they know what they're doing, there's a tax savings as well. If they do an installment sale, so they're not from a tax advantage, it makes sense as well. Or yep. they can defer their taxes or even just defer inf- infinitely, really, depending on how you structure it. So now we know why they're doing this, but is that really why they're advertising for seller financing is because they want to do this? No, at least I don't think so. When they're advertising it, it's because at least 95 out of 100 times, they want more than what the property's worth and they want to sweeten the deal for you so that you come in with less of your money down so you don't feel the impact of overpaying. Now, the wise seller will do financing for the reasons that Frank and Marco just mentioned, but that usually is not something that they advertise up front because nobody wants to sell or finance on something that they may have to take over if they're selling it for over their value. Yeah, they still have the property, they still have cash flow, but there's no value there for them. It's almost like it's a mortgage on fluff. Whereas if you're getting it at a discount and you're putting a second mortgage as an owner financing, then there is value there. You can actually sell the property and get your money back. So anyone who's advertising for owner financing in their original ad that attracts you, that's bait. That's bait and you can take it if you know what you're doing and if you know what you're doing, then you have to pretend you read it without owner financing. Say, I don't need this and then just work your way down and then you can come back to it because that's all it is. It's just a big juicy fish on a hook and there is a hook, right? And that's the way, same way you go fishing and you get the nice fish, it's because of your bait. They're doing the same thing. That's all it is. But seller financing is an interesting strategy. You need to educate your seller sometimes to use it. And because there are definitely tax advantages or cash flow advantages to the seller, but it's got to be done in the right moment, at the right time, and for the right reasons. Both of us, Frank, it's clickbait, basically. It's like sexy, so you click on it, so they get the fish that wants to pay too much because they don't have any money. So they're offsetting the lack of money with great terms, which is exactly what you just said. And when you did your lease option, you actually did it pretty fairly. We still increased the value of the asset because we're selling it at future value based on appreciation or inflation. So anyway, back to you, Frank. I just no, I was just going to mention what I just add to what Gabe was saying. Listen, owner financing is not bad. Now I lost my train of thought on that because if they offer owner financing, it's them and we see some deals even with students on this when they offer owner financing they think they're doing you a favor Ah. they think you're Mm -hmm. doing you a favor and that can hurt you when it comes down to our paperwork they may not like our terms like fuck you Marco I'm doing you a favor by owner financing this thing so you're going to go by my rules you're closing in 15 days or 20 days or 30 days whatever it is you're not inspecting shit I ain't giving you shit it's as is that's it so that can play to your disadvantage because they think you're doing your favor so but if if you do it the other way that Marco's saying, always come from a cash perspective, we're doing them a favor. Say, hey, for all cash, it's easier for me to write a check, cut a check for three million. You don't want three million, that's fine. Whatever you say, we cut some corners, we can come close to what you're looking for, but we'll give you a little bit now, a little bit later. Maybe you need, but it's gonna take a little bit longer. So what do you want? A little bit longer with more money or do you want short with less money? And that's the playing the advantage game. I'm so glad you brought that up yes. because it's so important. Yeah, agreed. So. That's it. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. So it can actually hurt you going in quickly. 
Apparently, it's not that, all you that, have to say about that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's that all I have to say that, about that, except that, one more thing. That didn't come out. No, I wanted to sum it up, but that didn't come out right. <laughs> Try again. Oh, oh my God. God. That's, that's why it's fun. Yeah, don't jump on the owner financing. That's all I want to say. That's don't it. jump on owner financing because it's a trap. It's it a can trap. be a trap. Yeah, owner financing can be a trap. It is. Unless you use it to your advantage. That's right. All right. I think we nailed it. Guys, thanks so much for being here in the office. Good to see all three of us together. We've nailed like two podcasts in like an hour, which is unbelievable. Uh, it took us four days to do one podcast for a hundred. So this is pretty exciting. Although we are set up here. So listener, thank you so much for being on the podcast as well. Like it, love it, share it. Please comment. And we look forward to hearing and seeing your comments. And of course, learn these skills. Ride the appreciation wave. Ride the inflationary wave is, is actually what I should say. And the more income producing debt that you're in and the more you understand this, you see that you can make millions of dollars with the tools that are already available. You just have to educate and practice the skill sets so you can be extremely wealthy in a very short period of time, not by being get rich quick, but by getting rich right by using the skills that you can be empowered with to really get massive results. And that's exactly what all of us have done over a very long period of time. And now we help empower others and you do the exact same thing. Thanks for being on this podcast today. Appreciate you all. And we'll see you on the very next one. Ciao, ciao for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to getdealsbytuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.